Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and uh, this is a bit of a celebration today because this is my 50th podcast. Um, so a big thank you to all the people that have been on my show over the last year or so. Um, and it's a special occasion because we've got two celebrations. And the second one is, is that I've got Greg Clark with me, the, um, the, the, the Conservative MP for Tunbridge Wells. So, hey, Greg, how are you doing? Good to be here, and congratulations on your anniversary. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it's a fantastic thank achievement. Thank you. That's very kind. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, as I explained earlier, with Brilliant Businesses, we, we try and get behind the person and how they got to where they are. So, um, really interested for me and all our, our listeners to hear about your journey, Greg, and how you got to where you are. So, take it away. <laughs> well, business was quite important, and, uh, small business in particular. Uh, so, my dad was a milkman, uh, had okay. um, two small milk rounds, and um, growing up in, in a family business, you know, seven days a week, yeah. um, was was very kind of shaping of um of how i thought about the the world yeah. you see the pressures uh you know pretty much every day um especially the the milk business you've got to be kind of up before dawn and yeah. then you know che- even at the night you're sort of checking that the the milk's been delivered to the <laughs> to the cold room the night before uh and so you know it really was all encompassing mm. and uh, and also, kind of customer service. Um, you're, you can't survive unless your customers are loyal. Yeah. Uh, so that was very important. Uh, I did my bit on both ends of the the day. Um, I was, uh, I went out in the morning delivering milk. I wasn't very good at that. I'm not particularly a morning person, <laughs> and uh, and I'm not particularly well coordinated. So a few, a few bottles, I think, were dropped on the way. Yeah. Uh, but what I did during a lot of my teenage years, um, when I was at home. Uh, was I used to go out door to door collecting the milk money on a Thursday and Friday night. Okay. Um, and, and I did enjoy that. And actually, that's not bad training for, and perhaps not even training. Perhaps <laughs> it, um, it draws you to a kind of life of kind of talking to people, yeah. finding out. And if you, if you do this, if you go door to door, you can't just say, you know, that'll be £2.50, please. You, you have to have a little chat with them. You see them every week. Yes. You get to know them. Uh, and so that was quite formative. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're making relationships with those people, aren't you? Which very much so. business is very much like. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. where did it go from there? How, what happened after that? So I, um, I think you know, being a milkman wasn't for me. <laughs> so I, um, I, I went to university, read economics at uh, university, um, and then did a PhD at the, the London School of Economics uh, in that. But it wasn't – some people who do – you know, kind of PhDs, they want to be academics. I never wanted to do that. Yes. Um, I So I went into uh, business consulting with a firm called the Boston Consulting Group. Okay. Um, and that I had an amazing time there. One of the one of the good things about strategy consulting, as, as it was, you get quite an intense experience working at quite a high level in lots of different industries yeah. for different clients. So I did everything from uh, advising 
Iceland Air, um, six months in Reykjavik, okay. uh, looking at how they should be uh, competing with the, the big players, uh, to looking at how a cement factory in Mexico, or a series <laughs> of cement factories, could uh, become more competitive. Uh, I did some work in banking, the TSB Bank mm. uh, in uh, in the UK. So a wide variety uh, of experiences in a short space of time, which I which I enjoy very much. Yeah, very varied. Uh, make, that make, must have made the job very interesting and part of, very interesting. And and then from then onwards, uh, when did the MP part come into it? So um, in the the nineteen nineties, I'd I'd always been interested uh, in in public policy and politics. Yeah, um, and. And so I was invited, having you know, been a consultant with BCG and you know, being an economist by background, uh, I was asked to be the, the special advisor, the political advisor, to the guy who was then the, the Secretary of State for Trade and Industry okay. um, at the very end of the major government, as it then was. He was a man called Ian Lang. Yeah. Um, and I was his special advisor for, for about two years. And that really opened my eyes uh, to you know, to being there, to being round the table yeah. where the decisions were made. There's a if anyone knows the uh, the musical Hamilton, uh, they'll know there's a famous song in that. But the room where it happened. Okay, um, and it was it was the same. I could see that interested in making a difference to to policy, making a difference to people and the world. If that doesn't sound too highfalutin. Yeah. Actually, if you want to do that, then the best place to do it is to try and get yourself into the room where it happens. Right. Um, and so that really, you know, turned a light bulb on and uh, made me want to try to get into uh, into frontline politics. Yeah. Okay. So what, when when was that? Were you so that was uh, nineteen ninety six. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, and I guess part of the attraction uh, was, or part of the you know the the draw, was that I think everyone knew by then that this was. We were coming to the end of the Conservatives period in government. Yeah. Uh, Tony Blair uh, had just been elected leader of the, the Labour Party. And and I thought this was probably, you know, the last chance to, to have that experience. And yeah. so I grabbed it. And I was very pleased I did because it gave me an insight that I wouldn't have been able to have otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Tunbridge Wells mm. because, you know, we, we, all, we all love Tunbridge Wells. This is what this channel is about, about the local, the local community. And... Um, Everyone has suffered through lockdown. Of course, they have. Um, but how do you think Tunbridge Wells is getting through it post lockdown now? Through you know maybe the, obviously the businesses, you know, the hospitality sector and the retail sector. Tell me what you think about so that. So I think I think we're bouncing back extraordinarily well. And just in terms of the the town, I mean, you know, everyone listening to this knows what a kind of lively. Mm. Almost kind of festive place Tunbridge Wells is. Mm. Always people about, you know, summer nights with the jazz and the pantiles, yes. you know, Sunday mornings, people having coffee there, people, a lot of buzz in the town. And during lockdown, just to walk around the town and see, you know, sometimes literally the kind the of shutters up, the yeah. emptiness, mm. um, was, you know, was quite shocking. It's still mm. kind of appalling to, to remember it. Mm. Um, and so, so that, you know, we did, you know, we did suffer badly in that. And as you, as you say, we've got a lot of hospitality businesses, um, retail businesses. Mm. It was partly talking to those businesses in the very early days. There was a real sense of 
of panic and almost mm. desperation. You'll remember mm. those times. And that was one of the things that made me, sent me to Parliament to say, we can't have this happen. We need to get people through it. And I made a speech in Parliament. In fact, I called a debate in Parliament um, through a device called an urgent question that said we need to have a support scheme to keep people in work. And I set out and proposed what became the furlough scheme, okay. which was very much kind of, you know, minted in Tunbridge Wells. It was from... I from didn't know that. I, yeah, oh, okay. it, was, it was from the experience of Tunbridge Wells businesses uh, that I was talking to mm. that uh, persuaded me and, and, you know, then I tried to persuade the Chancellor and the House of Commons, that we yeah. should do that. Yeah. And that had made a big difference because a lot of the businesses, not all sadly, but a lot of businesses and their workforce were able to get through the pandemic so that they were able to to reopen. Yeah. And yeah. now, you know, here we are, it's the end of April, beginning of May, um, and you see Tunbridge Wells springing back mm. into life. It's wonderful to see kind of pubs and venues, mm. yeah, kind of full of people again, the pantiles packed on a, certainly whenever the sun's out. Yes. Um, and and even more encouraging, you know, shops that were were boarded up, frankly, even before the, the pandemic, yeah. there was a bit of a sense of, you know, because of the move to online retail, what was the future of town centres? You go to the pantiles now, there's a, the people... Tell me then, there's now a waiting list for, for anyone that wants a property there. If you, if, if you, in fact, if you take the journey up from the Pantiles, up through the High Street, High Street is really booming, mm. new openings there the whole time, going up uh, Mount Pleasant, you know, what was the Carluchos, which yes. went, uh, went bust nationally. Now that's going to be a big, uh, big new venue. Everything is opening up. Uh, Camden Road, uh, yeah. up by St. John's. There's a real sense of resurgence, which yeah. is fantastic to see. Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? It's, it's, walking back through the town now is, is such a different experience to that, which is which is really positive. And I guess the um, the the change in the the working process for people um, for that that were going up to London perhaps are now staying in the town. Um, feeds more money into the town as well, I guess. I do. Yeah, so I yeah. think, um, I mean, listen, none of us would want to have gone through COVID. Uh, it was terrible, mm. uh, obviously, for the deaths and all, and for the impact on uh, on business. But I think it will have some lasting changes. Yeah. And one of them, we already see it. You know, people, not everyone uh, is having to, to commute every day. People that, you know, for the whole of their working lives lived in Tunbridge Wells and every morning had to go to london yeah. to the office now because people have found that they can work remotely can work from from home mm. lots of people are commuting less um, perhaps three days a week mm. and spending time more uh, at home mm. and what that means is that if you're spending time in tunbridge wells rather than commuting then you're probably going to do more Shopping, you've got to, if you're meeting someone, you know, for lunch, perhaps even a working lunch, you mm. might do it in uh, in Tunbridge Wells rather than London. Yeah. Keeping more money with traders in the town, and also, you know, frankly, if you've if you've gone up uh, at a very early hour of the morning and you get back, you know, seven or eight in the evening, yeah. then you're probably going to be uh, exhausted and not do mm. much. But actually, if you haven't needed to commute and you're a bit and you you know finish five or six, then you're a bit fresher. You might be more likely to go out in the evening. Yeah. So I think the I think that the, the life, the economic uh, life, and the social life of the town is going to change. Is changing 
for the better mm. because of this new these new types of working practices that you know many people have discovered yeah it's 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 it I mean, we're turning a positive spin on it aren't we which is which is the right thing to do of course but it has actually turned out positive in the end which is really great in this yeah. respect i mean there are yeah. some businesses and you know not everyone can do that if you know if you work in um, and you know we obviously have kind of local hospitals but i know people commute up and work in in london hospitals for example yeah. they can't do that from from home so not yeah. every, I, i'm conscious that not everyone can uh, can do it and uh, and there are other pressures but i do see and i think you do see it in these openings that uh, that we're having that we've really turned the corner and the there's positive momentum now in tunbridge wells yeah. whereas even before the pandemic people were a bit worried about the uh, the future of the town yeah what um what does the future hold for tunbridge wells where where do you see it going um as far as the high street and the and the hospitality and the retail industry is it is it, is it going to go up is it going to level what, what's your opinion on that i think we're in a really good upswing and i mm. think that is sustainable because if you look at all of the reasons why you know we love tunbridge wells and people love tunbridge wells you know what have you got you've got a a beautiful town a kind of historic town mm. and people i think do like that no one wants to to live or even work in a kind of in an unattractive and a miserable place yeah. um and especially if you're going to spend more time in it so it's you know it looks beautiful everyone's more interested in a in the environment these mm. days they want kind of greenery they want countryside uh, i've often said if you close your eyes and picture tunbridge wells uh you probably picture greenery yeah such a green town and this mm. time of year mm. looking glorious the countryside i was going to say on our doorstep but actually sweeping into the middle of town through the commons yeah. um yeah. so we've got that we've got uh, good businesses uh, good opportunities for people to work not just in retail and hospitality, although that's very lively, lots more independents mm. uh, coming in, mm. um, but also, as uh, as you know, your people in the services uh, industry, people you know in uh, supplying services to businesses and to the public, mm. um, good education, good access to uh, to London. Mm. So I think you know I don't think this is a flash in the pan. I think this is something that people can see and is solidly based so i'm really very bullish about the uh the the, the future prospects the long-term mm. prospects of uh, the tunbridge Wells. yeah people are proud aren't they to say they're from here yeah exactly. um you you know uh, myself when i'm out and about and i'm in another town and, they, and i say where i'm from they see tunbridge Wells. they say oh that's meant to be really nice there and exactly say, yeah, it is, absolutely know? it is and that's really um, good isn't it and it's a you know it's a and it's a proper town it's a town mm. with a reputation i mean there are places you know, I sometimes feel a bit sorry for uh, for my colleagues whose you know, the name of the constituency is kind of something south, something northeast, <laughs> yeah. and something like that. And it's not a proper place; it's just a kind of you know kind mm. of carved up constituency. Whereas mm. to to say to introduce myself and to be called as the yeah. the member of parliament for Tunbridge Wells, I've always been very proud of that. Yeah, that's nice. You should be. You should be. You're doing a great job. Um, thanks, Greg. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been great talking to you. Great pleasure. Well, uh, uh, good luck with the next 50 and, uh, and beyond <laughs> that. And, uh, and I uh, hope you'll have me back uh, to, uh, to update you in, of course uh, in we will. Uh, months ahead. Yeah, we will do. Thanks again. And um, we'll see you for another podcast soon. Thank Fantastic. You. Cheers. Keep building those brilliant businesses. 